0: what is going on my fellow geeks three movies with elves and a guy with a white
1: beard not a lot of people accept it as canon 2022 will be the year of star wars well i have more than just one piece of geek news i have been isaac hunter which is like high culture but better hello fellow geeks and welcome back to raving geeks the weekly pop culture podcast where we talk about all things geeky and geek culture which is like high culture but better My name is Hope Gooderell, host of the Raving Geeks podcast, along with my co-host Carter, who will introduce himself in a minute with our question of the week. If you're joining us for the first time and you like this episode, you can check out our other episodes um, at cm-life.com and any other place you listen to podcasts like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or YouTube. Just search Central Michigan Life Podcasts Raving Geeks. Uh, So welcome back from our mini hiatus. Uh, It was not fully intentional, we'll be honest with that, but after um, the events a couple weeks ago at Michigan State and then snow days getting in the way, um, we wanted to one, make sure that our fellow geeks, our Spartan geeks, um, that we have time to mourn with them and to make sure that they're on the path towards healing um and then snow days get in the way of a lot of things because they mess up schedules really well even though they could be really nice um so our question of the week to bring us back from our mini hiatus uh before we go on another mini hiatus for spring break is carter what is your favorite story to hear about for the first time so like, this can be within a fandom if there is, like, something that is suddenly canon and you're like, yes, that fits so well. Um, or it can be some new, like, historical story that, you know, we're just learning about for the first time. Or, you know, so, like, what kind of thing is uh, your favorite to hear about for the first time?
0: Um, Probably any Star Wars story, honestly. Anything new for Star Wars is always exciting. And same for Marvel. Uh, I don't really have a specific answer for that question. I don't know. I just like hearing new Star Wars stories. How about you?
1: Um, I am really into history. I did not major in history because I don't remember dates that well. But um, things like your background with devotion and hearing like the untold stories of history. Um, or, yes, I'm going to bring in Harry Potter. Um, But some of the... My favorite right now is the fact that there's an actor, um, who like his biggest thing was only one show that only lasted for a season, but everybody has decided that he is Mateo Riddle. But it is unclear if he is Tom Riddle, aka Voldemort's son, or his brother. Um but he is a Slytherin student with Harry and all of them at home hogwarts and so i'm really loving the fact that as a fandom as a whole we've decided to adopt this actor as a character that doesn't actually exist Hmm. um and yeah i'm really liking all the mateo stories because they fit in just so well with the rest of the narrative um but yeah so on to our geek news for the week because we did have a hiatus um we're gonna try and keep it brief but we do have a bit of a uh, for both of us for uh, Geek News. So, Carter, what Geek News do you have for us this week?
0: Okay, I'm going to try and go and rapid fire on this thing, but um, for the sad Geek News, Bruce Willis had uh, been dig- diagnosed with dementia recently, and uh, Judy Dench is losing her vision due to her age, which are both very sad stories, but uh, sending prayer to their families. But uh, in positive news, A lot of Star Wars news came out. A new Star Wars movie is set to be announced at Star Wars Celebration in London um, sometime in April. Um, Jon Favreau, writer and director of The Mandalorian, says that season four has already been written and that season four is not the last season for The Mandalorian and it'll go into five or six seasons. So that's super cool to learn. Uh, House of the Dragon is supposed to return summer of 2024. They are currently filming right now, which is very exciting. And Marvel Studios had a lot of updates to give us. So Marvel Studios reportedly added Eternals uh, 2, Shang-Chi 2, and Doctor Strange 3 to the production calendar, which is great. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, A member of the Illuminati from earth three eight three eight is uh, alive and will have problems resolved with the Avengers in Avengers King Dynasty. So for anybody who doesn't remember Earth-383, I'm sorry, 838, is the earth that we saw in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness with the Illuminati, which is very exciting because we know that there was some unresolved stuff going on in that dimension. Um, the writers for Avengers The Kang Dynasty said that one or more Avengers will die by the hands of Kang in that movie, which I thought was very interesting. And Marvel Comics is reviving the Ultimate Universe, which was a universe back in the uh, Marvel comics that were more like dark, darker takes on the Avengers characters, which is really exciting to hear about. And uh, my last piece of news is that Christopher Lloyd, uh, known for Doc playing Doc from Back to the Future, is coming to Motor City Comic-Con in Michigan in May, which is very exciting and I'm hoping I get to meet him. Uh, what's your news?
1: um well you took one of them with um, uh christopher lloyd but i will add that um also coming to motor city comic con this year is here it is. okay uh mark Shepard from supernatural he played crowley um on supernatural so if you're a huge fan of, of crowley he will be in novi um for the motor city comic con that is May 20th and 21st. Don't know which day that he'll be there or if he'll be there both days. Um, Same goes for Christopher Lloyd, but as it gets closer, we can tell you more about that because they'll release who will be there when and who else will be there. Um, Going off of Marvel, so Marvel's next Spider-Man movie is officially in the works. So, um... But this will be spider-man 4 but details are sparse um but kevin feige has confirmed that tom holland spider-man will return soon in spider-man 4 um in other marvel news kevin feige also said that she-hulk intentionally didn't appeal to all marvel fans which i found interesting that he actually admitted that um but i appreciate that he admitted that too because there was big like discussion over it and everything um and my final bit of geek news for marvel specifically is um in thunderbolts steven young will be joining so possibly it is rumored that he'll be joining at century um mm-hmm. which former uh geek co-host and i were talking earlier the century is technically number seven On the list of like top 20 um like strongest marvel heroes and everything Mm -hmm. but the first six are like deities or can do stuff with molecular whatever so technically a century is number one um in other news for mandalorian i also want to add on that john favreau said that he has written the mandalorian season four to fit in with a Show, ahsoka i keep flipping the letter sorry ahsoka and other shows in the star wars universe mm-hmm. um which i think that's pretty great of him to just be like hey by the way we're doing this thing um oh i forgot deadpool is technically uh marvel now isn't he yeah uh emma, emma Corrin has been cast as the main villain in deadpool 3 Um, She played Princess Diana on Netflix's The Crown. Um, So yeah. In sliding off going with Tom Holland, um, the Paddington filmmaker Paul King is set to direct the Fred Astaire movie for Sony that is starring Tom Holland as Fred Astaire. Hmm. Um, We've got Another casting news for the live-action Lilo and Stitch, we have Zach Galifianakis is cast as um, Fleekly, uh, it was a little green alien that helps um, Jumba come by and try and recapture Stitch and then ends up staying, but I'm super excited because Zach Galifianakis, Galifianakis, I'm oh, mine, we gotta try Galifianakis. And say right Thank you. Uh, He has a good, like, voice to do. I I can see him doing Lee very well. Um, Lord of the Rings movies are in, new Lord of the Rings movies are in the works at Warner's New Line. So for those of you that are a fan of Middle Earth, have fun with that. Um, HBO Max is expanding Stephen King's It uh, with the drama series welcome to Dairy." um it is set in the universe of it um and it's supposed to be a prequel universe mm-hmm. um we have a lot of shows that wrapped up filming um so for those of you who are fans of outlander they have officially finished ra- uh filming for season Eight, which I believe is the last season um, so that's sad and happy news all at the same time Reacher season 2 has finished filming um, and then we have um, news on what has been renewed already so the Santa Clauses has been renewed for a season 2 And then we also have uh, Gabriel Fluffy Iglesias is joining the cast for season two to play Kris Kringle, but it's not in like the way you think. Kris Kringle is apparently going to be running a like Santa themed um, park. Um, So like kind of like what I'm viewing is Cedar Point type thing, only, you know, it's Christmas themed. Um, So he's not a Santa Claus doppelganger. Um... Umbrella Academy for season four has um, added Nick Offerman as Dr. Jean, Gene G-E-N-E uh, Thibodeau, Megan Molly as Dr. Gene Thibodeau, but G-E-A-N, J-E-A-N Thibodeau. And then David Cross as Cy Grossman. Um, so we're adding to that star-studded cast. Emily in Paris's Ashley Park is joining Only Murders in the Building for Season 3, which got, um, so they're filming that with Martin Short and everyone there. NCIS, NCIS Hawaii, and CSI Vegas have been renewed by CBS. Um, so NCIS will be for its 21st season. Hawaii will be third season, and I believe that CSI Vegas is also for its third season. Excuse me. And finally, Outer Banks has already been renewed for season four, which I'm super happy about. No spoilers for me, though, please, because I've only gotten through episode one. Have not had time, okay? I know we had snow days, but I have not had time to watch the rest of the season yet. Um, And then... We've also got The Night Manager with Tom Hiddleston has been renewed for a season 2. And then my final bit of geek news, which is just totally geeky in a sense of like English and language. Um dictionary.com has added over 300 new words. Hmm. Um and more than 1200 new and and revised definitions for existing words to accommodate for and to keep up with the ever-changing English language. So for any of you who say that language is dead, you're wrong because we keep coming up with new words and new definitions for old words. So language is not dead. Thank you. Um so yeah, that is my geek news. I think I got all of it. And what what we didn't say will go on our TikTok um as a geek news video that Started kind of doing in the past it's just very difficult to time a voiceover um with the timing of like how long each picture stays for so yeah just bear with me on that as we get you the rest of the geek news so on to our geek topic um I kind of hinted at it was very awkwardly phrased so I apologize for how awkwardly phrased the question of the week was um but our topic this week to finish out um Black History Month and leading us into Women's History Month Um, but also let's be honest we're continuing Black History Month because it's completely shitty that it's only 28 days um, instead of a 30 or 31. Um, So we decided to talk about storytelling and we were originally going to do this in two parts um, to talk about the sister act movies and like other movies that don't necessarily involve racism or discrimination against the black community and then um hidden figures and devotion as like historical movies um to bring out the storytelling of those um narratives that we don't know especially as white people if we don't know black history um for the unsung heroes that were squished down because white people decided we needed to be better. Um, but so we're going to combine them a little bit, but as far as storytelling goes, Carter, what are your thoughts on how- the importance of storytelling in general?
0: Well, the importance of storytelling is incredibly important for any sorts of media for video games for TV, books, anything. The story should always be the number one thing a writer or director should be worried about is how the story is told.
1: I agree with that. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you can always tell when a writer hasn't necessarily been in a room, especially for TV shows. um, Like, if they're not paying attention, you can tell because the script doesn't quite line up and you're like, wait, but you didn't address that thing. And then it might take them a couple episodes. Um, And for me, I feel it's even more vitally important, especially in today's society, that we get the stories out there that people don't necessarily know about. Um, And honestly, like when it's put into ways that interest people, so like devotion and hidden figures, um, it gets people interested in the story and the actual story of it the truth um and like for me with watching devotion I was like oh I'm gonna go look up this guy now because I'm super interested and I think that's really important to just like as a society bring us all together um as a way of like hey we're making sure that all stories are being told but also you know this way you're interested to go learn the history as well Mm -hmm. um so As far as the Sister Act movies, I know I I, I kind of forced you to watch them for the very first time. Did you appreciate them at least?
0: They're fine. Um, I think the story is fine. It's just the mafia stuff annoys me because I love mafia movies and just the way they portray the mafia in the movie. I'm, I'm like, yeah, no mafia does this or that. And I just kind of nitpicked it um i didn't grow up with these movies so i know i respect the people who love these movies and it's charm. i just didn't really vibe with it at
1: all to be fair about the mafia part it was the first because it was only the first sister act movie um it was released in 1992, but also it's set in Las Vegas. So it's going to mm-hmm. be dramatic and over the top anyway. Of
0: course. Yeah. Um.
1: So, like, it's not fully set in Las Vegas, but where the mafia is, is in Las Vegas. And so there's, I always feel like each individual casino is its own little mafia, unless it's owned by, like, a bigger one mm-hmm. um, that just has multiple little ones. That's just how I view Las Vegas. I've never actually been um, but I also know that, you know, if you look in history at, like, actual mafias, and we, we've had mafias in the United States, um, I feel like there was one in Michigan that I'm forgetting, and my dad will probably yell a bit at me about it for forgetting what they were called, um, because I think they were out of Holly, Michigan, which is where he's from, um, but they, you know, the mafia that you look up in history is definitely very different than what they portrayed but at the same time i feel like this guy was more of a lone shark type like mafia yeah. scene because yeah. it was just him and then his two people and it was like shouldn't you have more guys to try a or like why is it just the two idiots
0: yeah also If he was a Lone Shark or Mafia boss, he would not go do his own dirty work. He would send his, like, little minions. And, like, he showed his face way too many times in that movie for me to take him seriously. I'm like, are you actually a Mafia boss, or are you just calling yourself a Mafia boss?
1: I think that was part of it, though, was just, like, you know, you're not supposed to take him seriously. Like, yeah, okay. Like, the serious threat is that he, you know, she saw something that he didn't want her to see and can ruin his whole operations but he's just an idiot (laughs) and you're sitting there going how did you even decide to get with this guy in the first place like what um but honestly like I absolutely loved like the rest of the storytelling with her and the nuns um and pulling the nuns out of like their old traditional ways and bringing them like newer ways um especially through music like that that's part of my family is music and to like have her just like bring out the actual music and the joy of singing in both the first and second one like it it definitely showed the power of music and coming together to create something and bring each other up and supporting each other like that is probably the big overall theme of it both Um, and honestly, Whoopi Goldberg in the second sister act movie, uh, when she's like, Oh, do I get a TV? No, you're still a nun. You're you still pretending to be a nun, which means you still get nothing. And they're like, no, you have curtains. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, like and so the importance like my understanding of the importance for like Whoopi Goldberg's and this goes into other black led movies that don't necessarily deal with racism or like it might get brought up once, but that's not the main theme of the movie. Um is like is showing that there is this other story to black and black lives that The media does not always portray like we so often get the negative views on black society and so having things like the sister act movies or i know i told you that i love the bad boys films with um will smith and martin
0: martin lawrence
1: Lawrence, thank you. I was like Freeman. I'm like, that's not the right one. That's 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 Marvel, Martin Freeman. Um, or Sherlock, depending on which one you've or seen him in. Bilbo back in
0: of of Rings.
1: Um But you know, Martin Lawrence and uh, Will Smith and then they tried doing a spinoff with Gabrielle Union and Jessica Alba, um mm-hmm. and like continuing it out that way in la um instead of miami and like it just shows the like what could be if we didn't keep shoving them down or shoving you know the negative stereotype i mean like how, how did you i know you mentioned a couple other um movies i know one is a horror movie so i'm not sure how much
0: yeah um that fully no. fits
1: into that, but
0: no, uh it's a black lead horror movie, but it doesn't deal with any racial stereotypes It actually t- um tackles animal abuse and how animals should be treated in our world by using uh the alien in that movie, and it's kind of like a wild animal. It's a really, really good movie. I'm impressed where they took the u f o concept and made the u f o the alien itself. it's more like it's more like jaws um if you want to compare it to something where it's literally three people and they're going to go catch something that's in the wild. It's a really, really good movie. Yeah.
1: Um, I don't know. Is there anything else you want to add on our topic of black led movies that don't deal with discrimination or racism?
0: Um, not, not really. I mean, every African American movie deserves attention, obviously. Uh for my film history class, I'm going to be watching Moonlight uh for the first time, which I've never seen, but I hear is a fantastic movie uh that's African American led. So I'm very excited to watch that. And Devotion was an, an amazing film. Jonathan Majors, I need him in more stuff. He's such a good actor.
1: He is doing so well this year because he's had King with loki Mm -hmm. and then you know coming back and in ant-man quantumania and then he's had devotion but he's also gonna be in the next creed movie with michael b jordan Mm -hmm. and i'm just like this dude is just bursting out and i don't remember seeing him before like i'm sure that if i went and looked up um See, I know
0: him from Lovecraft Country, which was one of his first acting gigs, and that show was okay. I I liked it for what it was, but I I saw him as Kang and Loki. I'm like, ooh, this guy, this guy's got something. Like he he's such a presence to watch. I've never felt this kind of attraction to an actor since I saw John Carlos Esposito in uh, Breaking Bad. Like I just want them in everything i want them in marvel and star wars and history films and dramas and comedy i want him in everything they are such good actors i'm i'm just i'm just addicted to seeing him
1: on the screen okay so i just looked it up anyone else with jonathan majors if you're like but i haven't really seen him in anything don't feel bad he didn't start acting until 2017 mm-hmm. is when um his at least Wikipedia. Uh, stuff starts. Um, and there are a couple that I recognize, um, but he is definitely like lately coming out with so much more. And I also want to say that he is proving a lot for young Black people, especially young Black men, because he got his bachelor's degree at the University of North Carolina School of the Arts. And then he attended Yale, their school of drama, and got graduated with a master's in fine arts. Mm-hmm. So for anyone who says that a black kid, a black boy is stupid, or, you know, just whatever, no, first off, no, 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 we are nixing that narrative completely, thank you. um, Because that's just wrong on so many levels. We won't get into that, because if you have a problem with me saying that's wrong, the you need to figure out some of your life choices. um. But we need to show... Jonathan Majors, like, and this goes back into our stories about that don't deal with racism and discrimination. Like, um, him as Kang the Conqueror, too. Like, he's showing that they can be this big, powerful person. And, like, you don't have to follow the narrative that society is telling you you have to follow and that's like the films that don't deal with discrimination and racism is saying hey you don't have to listen to them you can be your own person and i think that's super important for not just white kids to hear but black kids and any um minorities to hear especially like this is what we need in our society um, and I'm just reiterating now that what I said, our first episode for Black History Month, we are not trying to, you know, white voices just be the only ones talking. We are trying to say they're not the only ones saying they want this. We're saying we agree with them and we're trying to lift them up too and lift up their voices. So as Carter already touched on with Devotion being a fantastic movie, we're going to shift and talk about devotion and hidden figures, um, as part of our storytelling episode. Um, because history is important. If we do not learn history and learn from history, we are doomed to repeat it. Um, and there's a lot of things in history that I don't want to repeat. Okay. they Like can we just, some of it needs to literally stay as history. Um, Some of y'all have not learned from history yet, so we need movies like these um, to not only show us, like, our unsung heroes, like, um, Jesse Brown in Devotion, who was a fighter pilot um, during the Korean conflict, which I thought when the movie was going through, I thought it was, um, World War II at first, um, But then, you know, I was watching it and it's like, no, this is during the Korean conflict and like kind of at the end of the Cold War. And I was like, "Ah, makes a little bit more sense. Um, But also hidden figures with Catherine um, and Dorothy and Mary Jackson, Dorothy Vaughn. And um, why are you not showing me the last name fully? Catherine Goble Johnson um who helped get John Glenn up into our um atmosphere which okay side tangent really quick in both movies Glenn Powell has been in both
0: yeah i think that's so funny <laughs> he always <laughs> Glenn Powell just loves playing pilots for some reason
1: like, like i i was watching this and i was like uh, so first off i love Glenn Powell Starting from Hidden Figures and then I loved him in Scream Queens and um and then Oh gosh, I can't remember what the Netflix rom com he's in is, you know, and then Top Gun Maverick and Now Devotion and three of those movies. <laughs> three of those. He has been a pilot of some sort. Um but I also laughed when I first found out that glenn powell played john glenn because i was like glenn glenn woo!
0: yeah that's so funny that must have been really easy on set to just direct him
1: (laughs) just be like glenn go over there yeah (laughs) um but i was like okay if they tried connecting these films it wouldn't necessarily work with him because like that it just doesn't work Mm -hmm. um anyway he did a fantastic i think he did a fantastic job in both um as being that supporting the white person supporting and learning how racism and discrimination actually was working like being that outsider that was a good outsider but not fully understanding what the heck was going on um which as people who are outsiders we need that in a movie too to fully understand like some of the lines that are said or um, like, some, you know, different things that happen within the movie and why they affect the main characters. Um, And so like in devotion, um, we saw that the world or America, Rhode Island, was slightly more welcoming of a black family into a nice suburban neighborhood and in the um navy and but then you also still get you know the neighbor who calls the cops because you're playing jazz music too loud which i'm sorry white people who did not like jazz you are deaf <laughs> um i mean there are different types of jazz so i'm not saying you have to like all of it cause i don't like certain genres within jazz um But, like, you know she called the neighbors just because it was a Black family. Like, that was the only reason she called the neighbors. Or um, the Marine that was on the ship with them that kept um, making comments about Jesse Brown or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, um, And this one, in Devotion, you could see it a little bit more than in hidden figures in my opinion and Carter you could say yes or no if you felt this way too Mm -hmm. um that devotion showed off a little bit more of like especially because you had Jonathan Majors and Glenn Powell together so often of like Glenn Powell's character Tom thinking that he's doing this good thing and then you know Jesse Brown's like actually in my world. um, And then you get that whole, like, having to understand. Like, there were parts of it in Hidden Figures. Um, The one that's sticking out to me is when Catherine is telling Kevin Costner's character that, like, she can't use the bathroom in this building.
0: Oh, yeah, and he knocks down the sign with the bat? Yeah, that scene is so impactful. It is.
1: I don't think he will, like... That scene is impactful because he's like, it's just a bathroom. It doesn't matter. But at the same mm-hmm. time, he's not fully getting that, like, understanding of how she's been feeling about it, in my opinion. Like, you don't really right. get that, like, he's learning what is happening in her world that's making her act this way and do these things. He's right. just like, he well, didn't... here's, fix the problem.
0: He did it more for the mission of John Glenn and getting a man on the moon. Yeah or men in the space sorry
1: yeah and um but I also think devotion really showed off now granted it's also because devotion was male-led versus hidden figures which was female-led um but the devoted husband especially as a black man when you've got all the negative narratives surrounding black men and how they can't be good husbands or whatever and here you see him, he's like, No, I'm gonna write her a letter every week. Um, you know, your devoted husband, forever yours, you know, like that. Constant, and it goes into the title too, like devotion. Um, you know, he's devoted to her, but there's also the devotion to like being a pilot, and then the devotion of Glenn Powell's character being devoted to. Jesse Brown and helping his wife and everything after and um I will admit I cried at the end Mm -hmm. I knew it was coming I was like listen I know it's coming but I don't want it to like and then when it hit that they still haven't recovered his body from North Korea I was like
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I'm gonna throw some hands with some people because that's ridiculous Mm mm-hmm but when, what what is your feeling with Devotion and Hidden Figures?
0: I think they're both great movies with both great storytelling mechanics. And it was just nice to see these um, historical events played out on screen and gotten the attention that they deserve.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, like, with his Hidden Figures, we know about... John Glenn going up into space, orbiting the Earth. You know, it was the Cold War Cold War era. We've had other things about it, especially recently. Um there was the Disney Plus series. Oh my gosh. The right stuff. Yes, that yeah. one, the right stuff. Um, you know, about the different astronauts, you know, um pilots that Sorry, I couldn't think of the word pilot for a second, so I don't know if you saw my hands doing this. I was like, "Oh, I saw. (laughs) I got But doing, like, you know, that's more focused on, like, the actual astronauts and just getting them up into space more than, like, hey, what's happening behind the scenes? And, you know, the story is we don't know. Um, And, you know, the same with devotion being that we don't know all of the stories of the korean conflict we know it's a shit show and it's not an actual war because only congress can declare a war and they did not declare war for korea um but it was kind of like the vietnam war where we just sent boys to die
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i don't know there's we could technically call it over Because there's so much happening still. Um, But knowing that there were these, you know, these stories that we don't know because war is shit. Whether you're going to call it a conflict or war, you know, it's awful. Um, And so not everybody's going to share. Or what's being shared isn't going to necessarily make national headlines. Um, And so I think, you know, I personally would love more historical movies like this, Mm -hmm. both Hidden Figures and um, Devotion. Honestly, if we want to do a spinoff of Devotion and talk about the sailors that were on the ship with Jesse Brown, who bought him the watch and everything, Mm -hmm. like, I would love that. That would be, that would be amazing, Because I'm sure that they were still dealing with the racism and discrimination. Like, yeah, okay, you know, people were cool with it. But also, Jesse Brown, when he was telling Tom about aviation school, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know how hard that hit you of them making him take that swim test ten times.
0: Mm -hmm. That was an incredibly hard-hitting scene.
1: Like... I that scene and the scene, um, right before they were doing their landing test, um, mm-hmm. before they got shipped out, where he, Jonathan Majors was staring at himself in the mirror and you had like the mirror reflection camera angle, whatever. Yeah. And he's telling himself all these things. And then you find out later, he has a whole entire like little notebook of just awful things people have said to him Mm -hmm. and i that's one thing that like i would honestly want to know and i don't know if i would be able to just search it up i feel like i wouldn't um but i want to know if that was an actual thing or if they just added that in i think
0: they just added that in i don't remember that ever being a part of the real story
1: see But it's not necessarily something that you want people to know. So, how much would get hidden in like when you, the original story and everything? Right. Because, I mean, that's the other part of these movies is like, okay, are you going to dramatize? I feel like that's not a word, but it is now. The things that didn't actually happen, but prove how awful it actually was so having the um you know having the notebook Mm -hmm. filled with things um or having to in hidden figures um it was dorothy um she had to steal a book from the library because they wouldn't let her Browse the white section like right did she actually have to do that or was she, did someone like say here i want i you know like was that part of the actual story or are you just saying hey this probably did happen or something similar to this and we're just saying this is what happened
0: mm-hmm.
1: um which i think goes into storytelling too of like staying true to the narrative but also having the creative liberties because obviously there were going to be some creative liberties in both movies right. um i would also like to point out side tangent again uh two of the three technically two of the four um jonas brothers have now been in a um historical war movie because hmm. nick jonas was in battle of midway um and joe jonas was in devotion um i don't think kevin jonas has any interest in acting and frankie jonas i think is just okay with being the unknown jonas brother Mm. um but the um but like what creative liberties are we allowed to take in telling historical like dramas or stories um because i mean there are going to be some that you don't necessarily know every individual person specific thing because you know it's been erased from history and so you're like this is probably what happened but i mean like how do you feel about like creative liberties during historical movies
0: i say the creative liberties are okay as long as you talk with the family estate that you're basing the movie off of as long as they give the okay with it then it's okay
1: that's fair if they don't have that opportunity though then what
0: then i'd say every creative liberty is a risk and i think it would be beneficial not to include it then to just tell the story as it was meant to be told
1: okay i mean i don't disagree with that um i just i oh gosh i can't remember the title of it but it was Queen Victoria, and it was towards the end of her life. Um, and it was Judy Dench, I think. And it was, like, Queen Victoria and her Menchie or something like that. It was, like, her Indian teacher. And they were saying that a lot of the stuff that they put in that movie might not have actually happened because all of the letters and stuff got destroyed about him by right. her son um, because he didn't like that she was friends with an Indian man. Because um, as I said, we're not the smartest bunch when it comes to other races. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, what? I, what else would you like to do you have to say on the, these two movies? I feel like I've been talking a lot so I apologize for not letting you no, talk so much.
0: It's okay um I just think that they're great movies and I think everybody deserves to at least watch one of them you know take your pick.
1: I will say it's really nice having streaming services um because it means you don't have to... I grew up i remember going to blockbuster okay it was not blockbuster video when i went but it was blockbuster and when you wanted a specific movie but they didn't have it or the library didn't have it because someone had checked it out already like that's very frustrating but Mm -hmm. having streaming services where it's like hey you don't have to worry about anybody else like having it right now unless you know you have You're sharing your streaming service with your family members and they're all watching Netflix at the same time or whatever. Right. Um, But, like, you know, it's right at our fingertips. And so if people aren't watching these and if they're not learning or willing to learn from them, then that's on you. Right. Not on, you know, anyone else because you're the one who said, well, it's available to me literally at my fingertips. But I'm just not going to. I don't care. Like, I, especially when they're so well done, the storytelling is so well done. And then they give you, like, the historical facts at the end, too, and, like, the actual pictures of everybody. Like, you're like, okay, you did your homework. Like, you, that's when you know it's a good historical film,
0: mm-hmm.
1: is when you can tell that they've done their homework and they're like, hey, by the way, this is what it is now. This is what it was, you know, whatever, how many years ago. This is what it was at that time. Um, So, yeah. Do mm-hmm. you have any final comments you want to make?
0: Um, I do just want to say, like, we are not trying to force these films on anybody. No. Film, like, artist objective. You forced me to watch the Sister Act film because I didn't want to. And, hey, I think it was worth the watch. I just didn't love it. And that could be the same with any, like, some people may have not liked Devotion because the story was boring. Same with Hidden Figures. Uh, But there is, I think what's good about film is that there's always something out there for everyone. Mm -hmm. There's always the, there's always other black lead films. There are comedy black leaf films. There's action. There's, it's so diverse and subjective. While we recommend these films to the people who watch our podcasts, it doesn't mean you have to go out and watch them. And if you don't, we think of you as less of a human being. No, it's just your taste in film.
1: Mm-hmm. like and i will say too if you liked top gun but you felt like something was missing because i i only watched top gun maverick and it was purely for glenn powell and miles teller um no other reasons <laughs> i know it's shameful but tom cruise is kind of one of those eh actors for me um hit or miss but if you felt there was something missing devotion i felt like filled out Cause it gave you them flying their planes for the pure enjoyment of it. I mean, technically, because they had to do training time to fly. Um, but then they you had the action that they had to go into the, um, in the, in the film of like, hey, you have to go destroy these bridges or you know whatever. Um, but it also had like actual character development. I don't know. I don't know if someone else is going to yell at me for that, but I felt there was like actual character development and like a reason for it, not just, "Hey, let's go fly some awesome jets." I'm right. not trying to be like totally negative on Top Gun Maverick. I'm just saying they could have done a little bit more. Just, just right. a little bit. Um, all right. Well, um if you guys have any Black-led movies that you absolutely love, whether it deals with racism and discrimination or doesn't and empowers um, Black viewers, please do not hesitate to reach out to us and recommend it to us. We would love to hear from you guys. And if you have any like um, ideas and like whatever about the films that we talked about today, whether it's Sister Act One or Two um, or Devotion or Hidden Figures, um, you know, tell us wherever you're listening from, or um, you know, reach out to us on social media. But before we get to our full sign off, Carter, what recommendations do you have for us this week?
0: Uh, my first recommendation is The Mandalorian season three. By the time of this recording, episode one will have been out, and it's fantastic so far. So, everybody, if you like Star Wars, go watch it. Um, but I would also like to recommend Judas and the Black Messiah. That is a fantastic historical film um, about the Black Panthers at that time and yeah. their leader. In it's, it was like it was like um, it was like a mafia film almost. And you know how I feel about mafia films, like Goodfellas and The Irishman. Like those are some of my favorite films of all time. But this, it was just so interesting um, how that time period treated that group of people and um the way their organization was treated and it was just it was such a great well made movie and daniel kaluuya is a monster in that movie his acting is i i don't know if he got the oscar for it i don't even know if he was nominated for that role but he should have been he was so damn good in that movie that's what my recommendations are
1: okay um I'm going to recommend Hidden Figures and Devotion. Um, you can watch one of them or both of them. Um, they're mm-hmm. both fantastic. Jonathan Majors, Octavia Spencer, Taraji P. Henson, and um, Janelle Monet. Oh, my gosh. They are phenomenal. All of them. Um, I absolutely love all of them. I cannot wait to see Jonathan Majors in more things in coming years.
0: He's gonna be so good in everything he's in. He just commits. He just commits.
1: Like I w I wanna add one more thing. So in devotion at one point, when he's talking, when his when Jesse Brown is talking with his wife Daisy, and like he's talking about, you know, yeah, you know, I'm I'm gonna get shipped out, but that doesn't mean I'm gonna see action. Jonathan Majors is a big dude, okay? Yeah, um, he's
0: fucking massive.
1: <laughs> I saw that guy. There's
0: this really funny meme, actually. Uh, it's like in the form of pre Three, but it's Paul Rudd's Ant-Man in one corner, and then Jonathan Majors Kang in the other, and Ant-Man is saying, "Are we in the same weight
1: class?" <laughs> so Jonathan Majors is apparently only six feet tall. He does not look six feet. Like he- I feel nah, like he's bigger guy looks than six at least
0: feet.
1: foot five. Um. But so at one point, like he did such a good job. Like he- when he was when Jesse Brown was talking with Daisy like in their kitchen, he like put himself in a corner and was like trying to make himself all small and he did it. This big man made himself look small. <laughs> I was like, dude, do you know how difficult that is?
0: Yeah.
1: His facial expression, his body posture, like everything, I was like, oh my gosh. Like, oh, it was fantastic. Okay, if we do not get more Jonathan Major stuff Like I will be going to Hollywood and advocating for him might be throwing some hands. I don't know. Apparently I'm going to be throwing hands a lot from this episode. Um, But the other one that I suggest, because it is about, I talk jazz um, is Green Book, which has Mahershala Ali as a um, pianist, um, Don Shirley, and, um, like, it's about how, you know, he's the one who technically has a higher class standing than his chauffeur, who is white, um, Frank Tony Lip Vallelonga, I think is how you say his last name? I think so. Um, there's a lot of L's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but you know and then how people are treating them both differently like it's swapped but it's like no actually he's the better one or you know he's the one who you want he's just the driver like not you know um but it was just um it's it's really good um and like the dynamic between the two of them is fantastic just like the dynamic between glenn powell and jonathan majors um they had a really nice guy like whoever's doing the casting for these is just finding really nice duos of like they can work together and kind of play off each other and i thought it was really good um so yeah that is all we've got for you today um for this week like i said we will be taking another mini hiatus uh for spring break but we will be back on the week of the 12th, whenever our episode will come out that week. So um, the second full week of March. Um, but as always, uh, you can reach out to us on Twitter and Facebook at Raving Geeks, or you can leave us a comment on one of our TikTok videos, also at Raving Geeks. Um, we would absolutely love to hear from you guys. We're trying to stay more active on social media. It's not always the easiest when you forget about things. Um But yeah, as always, I've been Hope Gooderell along with my co-host.
0: I'm Carter Sally.
1: And we hope that you all have a great weeky and that you stay geeky.
0: See you guys later.